Okay, Amicini, I think we are all good. Ready? We started recording and... We are ready, willing, and able, okay? That's all right. All right. Okay, we're ready. Guys? All right, let's go. Let's go. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Serial Audio Experience with IFTV uh, Quarantine Edition, is what yeah. is what we'll call this podcast. Our third episode already. And is it three? I, I think we're getting better. You guys like it. We like it. We don't have to be in the same room because of this all what's going on. But I think it, for the most part, people are liking this. I see Antonio already is a little bit annoyed because uh, before a little banter, yeah, Antonio was trying to smack somebody in this chat already. Uh. <laughs> Antonio, you're fired up already, all right? No, no, it's your father is teasing me. He thinks uh, he can he can uh, fool, fool around with me, and then one of these days he's going to get a, a kick on his ass. Right? Are you sure about one of these days? Yeah. We can't see each other anymore. I know, you, you're right. Hey, my goodness gracious. I, he probably will pay me to, kick, to, to give him a kick on his ass. Right now, I couldn't even, uh, I'm so, listen, I cannot even believe that this is happening. I wanted to pinch myself. What did I do to deserve this? What have I done? It's not just you. It's everyone, Anto. <laughs> this is tough. What did we do? What did we do to deserve this? You know? I mean, uh, I don't think it's about deserving it. It's uh, the cards that were dealt, and uh, we, we have to make the best of the situation and, and move yeah. past it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I know you're, you're being a little bit negative right now, but it's all right. You're gonna, it's going to pass. It's, it's going to go through. Uh, Peter, Gaetano, you got any, uh, any words of encouragement for this guy? Well, I think that, uh, you know, we have to, like I said on the last time, we have to learn how to live with this. It's not that it's going to go away anytime soon. So uh, two months from now, three months from now, you, you need to be aware of your environment. You need to, to mm -hmm. respect the distance probably until we find a vaccine, which uh, in England, they're going to start testing it in uh, September. Okay. Uh, as of this morning, I got an email that they, they, uh, there's an Italian uh, um, doctor in England, and they're going to start testing it on humans uh, in September. So we're hoping that, that this will, uh, you know, will come true. They find some medicine. The hydroxy seems like it's working on some people. I know some, some friends that they were positive, and with this uh, Z-Pack and hydroxy, you know, they seems like it works. So we need to find the medicine, and then... Uh, we, we need to uh, also respect the distance. We might not be able to shake our hands anymore, but mm. things are going to get better. You know, we, we're going to, it's not that uh, we just have to learn how to live with it. And that's it for the next few months until we find the vaccine. Yeah, but they said the vaccine is going to be on and maybe in about, the, they keep saying 12 to 18 months. I don't know what, what gives you the impression it's going to be a few months. They said just that the, the vaccine itself might take 12 to 18 months. So that means we have another 18 months being locked up. Start, in England, they're going to start testing it in September mm -hmm. on humans. So. But even before that, I, we already have uh, a couple teams and leagues already making plans for what's going to happen um, in May. I think that a, a team today, I think it was Juventus, started calling back their players. And the idea or the rumors, I don't think any of it's confirmed, but it's what the newspapers are saying, that they're going to put everybody in a two-week quarantine uh, once they arrive back in Italy. Because a couple family, you know, a couple players, they went back to their, their home countries to stay with their families or whatever. And uh, they want to ideally start the season by like May 27th and then finish it by the end of July 
um, or whatever it is. Obviously, you know, you, you can make a prediction, but you don't know. We don't know what's yeah, going to happen. Nobody, assume, they, they usually kept pushing it back. You know, first we said April and May. I mean, talking about that, I don't know if there's a point. We, we have a lot of questions that people have. If there's anything you guys want to input on that. P, you heard anything since you're in this world? Well, in, in Serie A, there, you know, there is no real sense of direction. I think everyone wants to say, you know, hopefully May, late May will be a, a good time frame, but no one knows. Italy in general, the teams do not know when is the right time to start and what is a safe time to start because the numbers, they seem to be going down, but people are still dying and there's still a risk. Uh, the same time, we know Bundesliga just came out. They, they are going to start May 9th, start operations. I don't know if that's going to be a definite time when they actually start playing games. But uh, Germany has taken a position. And uh, I think pretty soon Italy has to make a decision as to when is a, a time frame and when is a date to actually start playing. And then if it has to be pushed back again, they'll, they'll have to push it back. But it, it's all up in the air depending on how – uh, you know, how it goes as far as how many people get are still infected, get infected, or the risk of new spread. I mean, UEFA already said uh, they're already suspended indefinitely till it happens, but we've heard, I think, uh, who was it? Platini, I think he said they want the domestic leagues done first. I think that's the priority right now. So, like you guys were saying, this is just, uh, as of right now, like, P, how you're saying with the Bundesliga, Till it gets like that's the best case scenario that day, unless it gets pushed off further on. But it's right now it's just a waiting game, and we're just trying to see how much longer this is gonna happen till we actually see some results. I, I saw some people getting mad at uh, some of the leagues for putting dates on um, on when they're gonna return, saying it's insensitive to people dying and stuff. But I, I also heard um, the president of the Italian Federation was saying we need to have some sort of reference point that we aim for and then if you get a push back you see where it is and and that's it so it's not it's not a thing to say oh we have to start may 9th or bundesliga we have to start then it's just you have to have some kind of plan in play in place in case best case scenario happens and then yeah. whatever's the worst case then listen just you push it back it. Yeah, it's yeah. fine i i think that it's kind of pointless in my opinion i'll tell you, I'll tell you marco my take on this thing okay here. okay but except for the first five or six teams that they're leading on the championship Nobody's actually rushing to start anything because for the people of Meta Classifica, like in the middle of the range over there, and the people that they are risking to, uh, to go back to the second division, you know what, they, they wish to freeze, to freeze everything. Campionato is frozen. End of the story. The league is frozen. The Campionato is frozen. Uh, league One is frozen. And uh, the, the English Premier is, fr is frozen. The Bundesliga and everybody else. So the interest is on Lazio, on, on the Italian uh, Campionato. The interest is on Lazio, that they might take a chance to win. Uh, Lazio, Juventus, Inter, uh, Atalanta, AC Milan, and maybe Roma. Those are the five, six teams that they might just, that, and Napoli, that debating whether, uh, you know, they should restart when and if and uh, uh, what kind of a condition. But uh, like Mike said before, it's just, uh, you know, a bunch of doctors, uh, you know, we're not even uh, putting fictitious dates out there because at the end of the day, it's going to be on closed doors, number one. And number two, like Marco said, you're going to be testing everybody coming back from their home, put them on quarantine. What if some of those guys coming back, they, they're positive? What do you do? You wait another three weeks? Yeah, exactly. You just keep them on the bench or you just tell them to stay home? How do you do that? 
that that's why that's why I say it's it's kind of pointless for us to talk about because we're all just throwing yeah. ideas that none of us sure. know yeah. none of us know what's gonna happen. So in my opinion, it's just so pointless because we don't know what's gonna happen. They do say I think the only real talking point is that we're very likely to not see fans in the stadium for the rest of the year mm. because there's just too much of a risk, risk yeah, in yeah. bringing 80,000 fans, 60,000 fans into All stadiums, together. which I'm, I'm totally okay with. And I, I think it's probably the best situation. If we could get football back and they could prove that, listen, it's safe. If we can contain everybody in one area, if they only keep it in a couple cities, they limit the staff, nobody goes inside places. Okay. There's no fans. Yeah. It's going to take a financial burden, but at least you'll have TV. We'll be able to watch the games exactly. little and, by little, you and know, you know, not take the biggest risk possible because we also don't want to start this right now. And then in September or, or October, it comes, back. Yeah. it comes back and then it creates a big situation. Um, we, we have a lot of questions. They're obviously not tailored around this, but we start every episode talking about the latest or, or whatever. I saw in Eurosport today, they announced that the best player of the Serie A the past 30 years, who do you think they voted as the best Serie A player of the past 30 years? The past 30, Serie 30. A. Italian 30. or, or uh, non-Italian included? Doesn't matter. Okay, the, like the best one, best five, ten? Best one. one. Oh, best one. Oh, boy. The best player. I would Anybody say, have a guess? I would say Cassano. <laughs> I can guarantee you Cassano did not win it. Now, Anto, who do you really think? Uh, I would say uh, the past 30, say 30 years, right? Yeah, since 1990. Um, Did you play Naples? No. I would say, uh, I would say, uh, uh, Give your guess first. Okay. Give your guess. Yeah, yeah. Platini or Zidane? Too French. Platini or Zidane? All right, Gaetano, what's your guess? Um, Baggio. Peter? Peter, you probably saw. Uh, I saw it, so I'm gonna stay away from any oh, okay. comment. Yeah. Okay. Respect for that. Yeah. I, it was. It was between. I hope it's not an Inter player. <laughs> it almost was. was. No, no. What almost? Oh, was. Maybe. All right, but I meant uh, it was uh, between El Fenomeno and uh, Baggio, and Baggio won. Uh, won their voting. My man Gaetano killing it. Wow. <laughs> Good choice. Number one, Baggio, right? Yeah, they gave yeah. they gave Baggio the best. Cassano who, went third or no? You know, third, Cassano, Cassano actually third from last. <laughs> Cassano, which number was that? My dad just said it. Listen to me, you will you will be so lucky even to shine Cassano's shoes and even the underside of his shoes, not the top, the under part of his shoes. You will be so lucky. Who wins there? Yeah. Listen to me, guys. Listen, just to uh, just uh, to pick up what you were saying before. Oh, you know, the economic impact of this whole thing, what it's going to be, it's going to be a real nightmare. You know, now it's transfer season. We're already starting to see on the, on the Gazeta all of those names being associated with one team or another. You yeah. know, at the discount price, this is a, a parameter zero. This is one la, uh, like a free transfer. This is going to be rumored to come to Roma or to AC Milan or to Juventus. I got news for you. <laughs> I said, all of those teams that they're sticking their neck out to buy all of those expensive players, they're going to regret it. Because number one, the, the season might not even start. Okay? And number two, you do not want to have price good sitting on the sideline waiting for something to happen. If you sign them, you have to pay their salary. Or uh, you cannot really write, okay, yes, we'll sign you, but we'll pay you only if you play. 
or if the, the league starts. It's either you win or you out. In other words, do you understand what I'm saying? But nobody, nobody's signing any players right now. This is talk for the future. But the, the future is now. The future is now. <laughs> English, the future is right now. What were you going to say? Where's the math for the future? Um, I believe that the, uh, the season has to end. Okay? I don't believe that you leave the season like this and then you start a new season. You wait. You get, the, you get the best scientists, you let them tell you, you need to wait another month, wait another month, wait another two months, who cares? Who cares if you go to the end of July, if you go to June, July, even if you go to July, so what? Late July and August, end the season, and then in September you start the new season, so what? You are a few weeks behind, but play the game that you're supposed to play. If you can make it safe for the players with no fans for the time being, then as long as it is safe for the players, they're all healthy. They all, uh, if they have to be, like you said, before you go to camp, you have to stay in quarantine for 14 days. You wait for 14 days so, you, so that everybody that goes to the camp is healthy. And then you start from there and you make sure that you finish the season and then you start the new season. What's, um, uh, this is the way, you know, it's going to be this year, but you should be, the season should be finished. I agree. And I, I think I saw Ranieri was, was a little bit, I, I don't want to quote him wrong, but I think he was upset saying that no matter what happens, the league is not going to be fair. And I think like what you said, it's not ideal, but it is a situation that we're at. And I don't think ending the season would be the, the right solution. And like you said, I, I agree with that. If we got to play in July play in July, finish it off, and then you start the new season. Because this whole thing has been like kind of – I'm not saying it's a break or a vacation, but it's kind of been, you know, downtime for a lot of the players, sure. which can be used yeah. to push to the next season. Listen, for this year, everybody uh, is suffering. Uh, so it's not that uh, you – we might not have vacation this year. This is, uh, is going to be for a lot of pe people out of, out of a job. A millions of people are out of a job. People go from paycheck to paycheck to make a living. Hey, if you don't have vacation this year, you live with it. This is it. And when you go back, you go back to work and you keep going mm. until the end of the if year. You go, if you go back to work. If you go back to work. Mm. Are we going to, you know, uh, we're going to go back. It's not uh, if, it's when. We're going to go back to work. Mm. So, it's just a matter of, it's going to take a few more months. Let it take a few more months, as long as it is safe. Oh my God. I'll kill myself if I stay an extra couple of days over here. Jesus. We all got to do our part, though. So if it, if it means a couple more months, that, that then if we don't do that a couple more months, it can worsen. It could be six or seven months. So might as well, you know. You need a couple more months for the Serie A to start or for us? I'm saying for us, for regular oh, life too. God, Mike. Well, we don't. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing. We have to just bear with it. In the end, you know, there's a lot of people that are, like, like Caetano said, without a job. They're they're sick. Even you know, families dealing with uh, different people in the hospital. So I mean, there's there's worse things that can happen than being stuck at home. Yeah. Um, and we just have to stay positive. You know, we have to have hope. Right. And hopefully soccer, football can be uh, one of those uh, activities that at least, you know, even if the fans might not be able to go to the stadium, we can watch it on TV and it could be something to at least take our mind off of 
uh, this tra tragedy and what we're what we're going through right now. I hope on a regular TV, Pete, instead of a pay-per-view, because the countries they should be nice enough to say, "Hey, guys, I know the hardship that you're going through. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna broadcast this all of those games for." Uh, for, uh, you know, a no premium, an extra premium. In other words, it's not going to be Sky charging you three euros, well, $10, or whatever the case might be. You live in America. There's no Sky. I know, but for the Italian, hey, this is the Italian football TV, Paisano. So what I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> there are some no, Italians that they understand and they speak English I, better than us. Well, I understand what Antonio is getting at because a lot of people, especially in Italy, the South in particular, um, they don't have any uh, cable TV sky to watch games, they'll go to the bar to watch the game or the, the local betting place. So I understand where Antonio is coming from. People, if you have to encourage them to stay home, maybe put it on Rye, which everyone, I think there was a, you know, 90 point something percent of people that have Rye at home. Um, but th of course, these are things that have to be discussed because in the same time that you say, okay, they should make it free for, for all, that's also income coming in for Serie A teams. They don't need income, pay. please. They don't need well, it. Serie A teams, maybe not necessarily, but well, I would, say the bottom, I would say the bottom half might need it. So it, it all depends. But I agree if, if in that case, you know, give it to the people so that way at least it's something like, like we were discussing to, to get it off their mind and be able to watch the soccer game from, from home. I don't know about you guys, but uh, me personally, every night before I go to bed, I'm just binge watching old uh, highlights videos. Classic games, and I've, I've gone down such a rabbit hole of uh, old matches that it's it's actually amazing. I'm watching games and I'm watching players who I haven't seen for years, um, and so many good games and so many different teams and so many different players. And you know, it's one thing that actually opened my mind. Uh, a little bit about like I've been watching a lot of old players players that we consider legends and um, you know sometimes I felt like I've gotten really mad at players when they make mistakes like currently like when when I'm watching I'm like oh come on they're not, they're not as good as they could be but now I'm watching some world-class players and I'm watching like the full-length highlights like 15 minute ones so they show even plays that they miss in front of the net mm -hmm. you know great players even Del Piero yeah. who made mistakes and, and it's kind of they don't it, show the goals right? exactly yeah. it's kind of it's kind of opened my mind I'm like all right listen even some of the best they've they've missed sitters or exactly. they've missed one-on-ones have you guys been watching um any replays or I've any old highlights I watched the semifinal and the final of the World Cup, I gotta tell you, I seen like you said, uh, uh, you know, great players uh, like Totten Del Piero making a very stu not stupid mistake, but senseless, uh, you know, passes that they should, uh, you know, normally right now you will not see them making. But back then in 2006, I guess it was okay. But uh, you know, even rewatching games like that and knowing the final outcome. Your uh, the build up inside your body is still not almost the same, but close. I saw when I saw Materazzi, you know, uh, and Zidane getting at each other with Zidane, you know, head butting him on his chest. Boom! I said to myself, "That's it, you stupid French, you're done." So uh, and uh, you know, seeing the celebration of winning the cup, the World Cup, man, it was unbelievable, unbelievable. Everybody kissing the cup, Gattuso going bananas. I saw Nesta, by the way, Pete, Nesta was wearing 13, but on AC Milan wears number five, okay? Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, now you, now you know what my number five comes from. Got you, I got you. All right, so, uh, you know, you-, you Not Beckenbauer. Nah, okay, okay. No, I, I listen, Beckenbauer is a great player, but he cannot make up to the, to the greatest of uh, Nesta, okay? So, 
forget about Beckenbauer. Beckenbauer, he's got miles before he's going to get to Nesta. Okay? Uh, Dad, uh, Pete, have you guys been watching any games? I watched uh, the 1982 uh, World Cup game between Italy and Brazil hmm. when uh, Pablito, Paolo Rossi scored the three goals. Uh, what a game. That, that, that was an unbelievable team on both sides. Um, you know, Falcao was playing for Brazil and Socrates was playing for Brazil, Junior. I mean, they had an unbelievable team. Zico and on the other side, of course. Uh, Pareca too, maybe? Uh, no. Paolo Rossi. The, the only thing that team did not have, uh, 1982, was a center forward, uh, Brazil. Everything else was unbelievable team. And, uh, and Falcao became almost a center forward. You see that the save of Zoff that made on the line over there on his head or something like that? That was unbelievable. So that, that was an, an unbelievable game. I like to watch uh, most of the games that I watch are the World Cups and uh, World Cup finals, you know, 2006. Um, there was a, a game, a 1974 World Cup with Cruyff. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I worked for the um, for the Dutch uh, for the Dutch airline, so I was a little partial for Holland and the uh, flying. KLM, Dutch. right, Gatano, KLM. Yeah, yeah, 1974, uh, Holland against uh, Germany uh, with Cruyff when Cruyff was playing. 1978 in Argentina, Italy mm. um, had some beautiful games that they played. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I, I get into those games. I, I remember exactly where I was when I was watching that game. Uh, it takes me back in time. Wait, Gaetano, you, sh you shared a story with us a long time ago, and I, I still remember to this day uh, when it was the World Cup for Italy and you were working for that Dutch airline and you wanted to watch it, but you had work that time. Could you, it, it was your first, it was right when you got the job. Yeah, could you just explain that story, how you told us, because we loved it so much. This was 1982. I started working for KLM. I had been uh, there for a few months. And of course, the first three months, you're on probation. And now it's the final of the World Cup. And I am uh, Italy against uh, Germany. And I'm working that day. Uh, what do I do? I mean, there's no way I can miss the game. But on the other end, there's no way I can call in sick. Uh, I'm on probation. So I, I got the, uh, the courage to go up to my to, to the manager uh, who was working that day and I said uh, Mr. James I said you know I've been waiting for for this game all my life uh, <laughs> do you mind if I was the manager I would have fired you on the spot <laughs> <laughs> so I said do you mind I'm going to be late a few hours um he looked at me and he said, of course, he says, how can I deny you? This is the final, the World Cup final for, um, for Italy. He says, I cannot deny you. So actually I went to work and I, wa I went to work early and I watched the game at work. We had a TV in the uh, first class. Uh, um, we, we had a, a lounge upstairs and we had a TV on the side. So I said, so that when the game is over, then I don't have to drive. I'm already at work, so I can just go and start working. So I'm already there. So I watched that game at work, and I was the only one there about an hour before the game started. 
by the time it was the first half, there were hundreds of people behind me uh, that were watching the game. Was, uh, you could have charged them a ticket, Gaetano. You could have charged them. <laughs> Listen, the only thing I remember, that I, it's still stuck like this on my head. I think I must have told you guys. We were uh, uh, normally uh, after the game, uh, uh, we were uh, set up just to go fishing all night. And uh, you, of course, you win the World Cup. Uh, I used to work for my father back then on a fishing boat, on a commercial boat. And all the young guys, they couldn't care less what the old people, they're telling you, come on, let's set up. I mean, even though my father was extremely happy and all the fishermen in town that we won the, the World Cup, people going crazy. So what stuck to me, it was seeing people going bananas, just diving on the ocean. I saw one guy <laughs> with a bicycle just running so fast, you know, pedaling so fast and just getting to the end of the port. And he just, him and a bike, boom, together on the ocean. <laughs> I wish I had a camera or, or a, a phone right now that just a full of a videotape. But I mean, it's still the image stands on my head. I said to myself, I hope this guy here comes up. Sure enough, he comes up from, uh, from the ocean. I mean, from under the water. But uh, <laughs> the bike <laughs> stayed over there. So other people, they had to go with, a, with another boat and just with some sort of hook, just to get the bike uh, from the bottom over there, which was maybe no more than 15 or 20 foot, and just got the bike out and, uh, and gave the guy uh, the bike back. So uh, That's that awesome. That's awesome. Pete, have you been watching any uh, games, any highlights? Well, I saw the, the final, Champions League final 2010. I mean, that was the, the best moment of, of my life so far uh, because Inter won after 45 years, a special moment because – Oh, you know, my, my, my inter, no, my, my, my ruling for inter some is a family tradition. So my, from my grandfather. So he used to tell me about La Grande Inter in the sixties and, you know, the, the La Grande Inter, it never existed La Grande Inter. It was yeah, in Grande Torino, existed. but not La Grande you Inter. Wish, you wish, you wish, you wish, you wish. Your grandfather brainwashed you. you so you need yeah, to pick yeah. up the team by yourself. Nobody has ever told me to pick no, up the team. No, because Interista Sinasche. Sinasche, what the hell are you talking about? It comes, it comes from within. It's, it's, a, it's a tradition that Milan fans can't get. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Thank God we cannot get it because we don't need that. The only thing guys can get is two championships in Serie B, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll take that, too. We'll take that, I know. too. I know. Okay. What about the other seven Champions League on, uh, on, the, uh, on the rest of the world? How about that? You count the rest it? of the world. Maybe you can, can you count it with two hands? No, ten. That's a ten right there. Well, I'll let you. I'll let Dad, you what were you going to say? Yeah, so last night I was watching Domenica Sportiva, and it's 50 years ago that Cagliari won the championship. Yeah. Championship. And, of course, the, one of the great, great players from that team, they had a, a few great players, but one of the great players was uh, Gigi Riva. He was a left wing who also played in the national team, 1970 scored, and the World Cup he scored a few goals. And they went back to, 19, uh, to 1969, 1970, when Cagliari won. And believe it or not, the year before, Fiorentina won the championship. And a few years later, Lazio won the championship. And, mm -hmm. it, you know, it was nice to see. Uh, and then Torino won the championship, too. That was all apart, maybe four or five years apart. Uh, and it was nice, you know, to see some of the teams like Cagliari, who, who you know, is, doesn't have a chance to, to win a championship. 
you know, to have those teams like Fiorentina, Cagliari, Lazio win, uh, win a championship. They were like no. Leicesters of the, of the, the, the old time, right, uh, Gaetano? Yeah. Oh, uh, 80... Sorry. No, no, keep going, keep going. I was just saying 84. Didn't Hellas Verona win also? So, I mean, it, from 78, from 70, I mean... Well, there was in the 70, there was a, like Fiorentina, Cagliari, a few years later, Lazio, and then Torino. And it was like that, that mm, period where... Right at that time. Yeah, where those teams, the old ones. I, I thought it was... Uh, it was nice uh, to, to see um, some of those teams win the championship. You know, it's really good to watch. And it's funny that you, you spoke about the 1982 World Cup. And one, one cool thing is like, obviously, um, we have like you to tell us about this. And you always have like the older generation who tells you. But it's also cool to see like the insides of it. And that's why I've been like going so deep. There's this show on Netflix. It's called Champions. Um, Champions, but with a 10 inside. And what it does is they break down all the nations that have ever won a World Cup. And I think it's only eight or nine countries have ever won a World Cup. And they create a storyline about um, like Italy. So how Italy won all four of theirs and all of the good things and all the bad things that went into it. And one of the things in the 1982 World Cup, kind of like what I was saying before, how like you would watch Del Piero make a mistake or Totti make a mistake was, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, Paolo Rossi, before, I think in the group stages, he wasn't scoring many goals. And then all of a sudden, he went one game, and then he took off. I think it was in the, in the playoffs. A am I right? So, uh, Paolo Rossi was coming back uh, from uh, a suspension. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, many people thought that he should not uh, be there, but Berzot decided to take him. The first three games that Italy played, we tied all three games. I think one was Peru. Uh, one was Cameroon and one was Poland. I'm not sure, but I think those. And it was like 0-0, 1-1. Rossi did not score on those three games. He did not score. So now you're going into the next stage, and now you're in a group with Argentina and Brazil. Do you leave Paolo Rossi there, or do you just take him out? I mean, the guy hasn't done anything. But Berzot left him in there. He scores three goals against Brazil. Then I think he scores two goals against Argentina. He scored like seven goals, one after the other. Nobody, nobody scored in, in the beginning. It was, um, it was a, something that surreal. It is unbelievable. And that's why, that's why, like, I really love this because it went, it, 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 it would interview Zoff. And it would interview all of these players who Zoff was like unbelievable. I mean, some of the saves that he was, he was making, but like even that story, like I had no clue that I knew the, the Calcio Scomesse with, with him, but I didn't know that he went the first three games without scoring. And he spoke about just this mental thing where when you don't score, it just keeps getting to you. And we know strikers are very like emotional where it, one ball goes in, it can hit off your back and go in. And then all of a sudden you just bang in seven goals. So if anybody wants to watch that, it was really good on Netflix. And I, I've been watching, I watched Leicester. I watched the, the whole documentary of Leicester City and how they won. So there's been some really good moments and, and good times to reflect on uh, some of the things that you probably wouldn't have found out about or, or doing research on things that you wouldn't have seen for, for a really long time. And the last thing that I've been doing is I've been watching all these pranks all the pranks on players, you could find them online. They are absolutely hilarious. Some of the, the jokes that they would play, you know, they put Gattuso, they put a, a, a pit bull in his car. 
Um, I watched one with Pirlo. Oh my God. It was hilarious. You got it. You got to watch this one. They made believe they made um, Pirlo's son made it look like that he went to go rob a store. And then when Pirlo confronted his son, his son didn't remember. He said, what are you talking about? I have a video of you. You, you stole the money out of the cash register. They made a whole plot twist where they made believe that Pirlo's son got hypnotized, hypnotized by some random guy to go do this. And they have a guy um, go in to this hypnotist with Pirlo and the dude starts making believe he's a dog because he thinks he gets <laughs> hypnotized. And Pirlo's running away from this guy. He gets a water bottle. He starts throwing. You've never seen Pirlo like this. He's so scared. He's cursing at the guy. It's really funny. You, you, should, you should go check it out. Did you see the, the one with Totti? Totti's funny too. Yeah, Totti's funny. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, th those are good. Those are those are good. So th there's some there's some stuff that I've never seen that that like now because you you're trying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're just trying to find it. But we have a lot of um we have a lot of questions and we have a lot of um good questions. Hey, wait, be Marco, before you go ahead. Yeah. You look at the Gazetta right now because I go I go on every day before I even look at my emails. All you do, you see those wags, whether it's going to be Vanda, whether it's going to be the wife of this guy here or the girlfriend of that wife. It's like the Gazette de la Sport is like a freaking porno, play, a porno newspaper. <laughs> it's like everything. I'm, 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 Antonio, yeah. I'll, give, I'll give you $50 if you tell me what wags stands for. Wags? Yeah. You know, I, I hear the, the, the terminology. Okay, wags probably stands for Wanda and something <laughs> else, right? No. Sure. <laughs> wives and girlfriend, girlfriends. What? Wives and girlfriends. Oh, wives and girlfriends. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't know that. See, I learned another thing. Hey, Pete, thank you for, uh, you know, uh, you're good. I'll tell you. you got <laughs> me, I try to offer you some money. Yeah, you, 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 uh, you got me, Pete. Don't worry. Just expect something back soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, um, let, let's, let's get going with the questions. We've we got a bunch. Uh, Maria asked, who do you think is overrated and underrated in the Serie A? Which player do you think is overrated and which player do you think is underrated? Who wants to start this off? Can I give us a second? Underrated, I feel like I can go with I feel like Chesney is kind of underrated. I feel like he makes he helps Juve so much, and I feel like he gets overshadowed by Ronaldo. But he makes some incredible key saves. Without him, uh, they would have been doing a lot worse than I thought. Overrated, I can't really think right now. But uh, okay. Overrated is Manolas. Okay. That's a, actually a fair one. Yeah. That's actually, a very fair I one. Would say, I would say that underrated would be. Uh, uh, Dybala, because Dybala he hasn't been given the, 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 the big window to show off what he's capable to do. He has to be at the mercy of this idiot of Sarri. You know? Is it, what did you say? Is it un overrated, Dybala? Underrated. Oh, Dybala is underrated. Dybala is a starter. In every team on the world, Dybala starts, except for uh, Juventus under Sarri. Anybody have a underrated oh, and overrated? Overrated. I'll finish mine. I think Romagnoli. I don't think nah. he as good. I don't is, think I don't think he's I don't think he Yeah, you're right. I don't think he's good not enough for me. Let me explain what that was. That was that was Michael being mad that you said Manolas, but you should have Hey, listen, but at least it's a little better than Manolas. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't yeah, know. For the money that he makes Manolas, uh, it should be uh, you know, but it's not not even close to Romagnoli. Not that I like Romagnoli, don't get me wrong. He's an AC Milan player, but uh, if I ever pick up between him and Manolas, I'll pick up Romagnoli by far. Dad, you got anybody? No, I can't think of anybody. P, how about you? Anyone comes uh, from mind? 
underrated. No, I would say under underrated uh, is a split, but uh, maybe Cuadrado, I would say, because he's always been able to play different positions wherever he's been, and he's been able to perform multiple times. Uh, even I would say Di Lorenzo being underrated um, because he's he's had a fantastic season. Um, overrated. See, I'm still trying to figure out. I guess I'm trying to look through. Insignia, teams and stuff Insignia, like that. I'll give you a tip. Insignia is overrated. Step back. Step back, Anto. <laughs> there's a, a really, Antonio, you would love it. The prank that they do on Insignia, the guy is the most jealous person in the world. They mess with him and his wife. You would, you would probably laugh. The entire time, you were in my mind because I was just thinking about you saying all things about Insignia. Yeah, it's overrated. It's a choker. You know who's kind of overrated? This I'll give I'll give a good shout, and I hope I get proven wrong. Um, I think Alexandro. I think we saw one season of Alexandro, and a lot of play, a lot of people. Um, I still see on online people saying that Alexandro is one of the best left backs okay, in the world. I don't watch a league. And I, to me, he's, he's I not. I don't think people rate him anymore. Pete, you got any? I don't know. You kind of stumped me over here. I'm trying to figure out. I guess the the best one possible. One of them said what I what I wanted to say, but then I. Uh, so I'm trying to see if I can get. Are you looking for Pete? Overrated or underrated? Overrated, overrated. Oh, overrated. I tell you, Skriniar. This is not as good as you. Can <laughs> that guy's a. That guy's a. Hey, that guy's a fluke. <laughs> no, no way. Uh, I do think the Vrij got better than uh, Skriniar this season. Oh, by far. Sure. By far. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Skriniar's not ready for. Is not ideal for a three-man. System and also he's been played on the left, which is not. Hey, his, listen, uh, we're, we're, listen, all the overrated are technically all the, the fives, the center defender. Koulibaly could be another one of them. To no. me, I don't know. Uh, he's having a bad year. Just maybe this season. Maybe this season. I guess. I guess the question also is: It are we just talking about this year? Or are we overall, talking about overall? Yeah. I mean, overall, it's hard. Yeah. Um, definitely, Manolas takes the first place for overrated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dad and P, you got an answer, or, or you can't think? You'll get back to us. Right, we'll get back. I was looking at something else, and uh, so. Pete, you got it or no? Oh man, I'm out. I'm out. For over it. All right, Basti asks, um, "What team do you like outside of Italy? If you had to choose a team, and now, uh, Antonio, is yours uh, Bayern Munich? Because we've seen uh, the pictures of you with the Bayern jersey. No, 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 no. Not this year, at least." I uh, I kind of like uh, I have to be honest with you, Barcelona. I don't know. Really? Wow! I yeah. didn't see that coming. Okay, uh, Pete. I'm not really a, a fan of anybody else, but if I have to pick one, I would say uh, someone probably in England. Uh, let's see, what's the team that I might like right now? Uh, let's let's say uh, Everton. That was so random. Ancelotti, right? <laughs> that was so random. Why not? I never expected Keen. that. Keen, uh, Dad, you, you got uh, – can I guess yours? Are you going to say Ajax? No, he's going to say Roma. Oh, how did you know that? That was very good. You're uh, only my dad. I went to see a game in, um, in Holland, uh, at Ajax uh, – Oh my God, those guys are young. They get him young, they get him fast, they get him fit, they, they run up and down for the whole game. I love, I love the um, Ajax team. Can I guess your number two? Juventus. Number two? 
outside yeah, of Italy. Can I guess? Yeah. Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Boca. Hmm. Yeah, it could be. Okay, that wasn't that wasn't that that wasn't a. I'm not satisfied with your response on that one. <laughs> no, no, I was I was thinking more of your European, but uh, when I see, uh, I mean, when you see the Boca against River Plate uh, game when they play, I have never seen team run and play as hard as they do from the first minute until the last minute. Mm -hmm. Those guys, their legs are up to their chest. I mean, they go in with everything. They don't care whether they get the ball, the chest, your leg, <laughs> everything in. And um, yeah. I'm, I'm sending you guys right now. Um, there's a really great documentary if you, that you would probably like this. If you like River Plate and Boca, Copa 90 um, did an incredible, incredible documentary on that game. And as somebody who's obviously I've seen from the outside, they talk about like the political aspects, the ground aspects, the fan aspects, and they show a lot of videos. It's incredible. And I, I definitely, um, I agree with you. All right. We have a, a, a debate one. This one's good. Wait, we didn't answer ours. Oh, yeah. Answer What's yours. Hers? What's yours? Oh, uh, well, outside of Olympiacos, obviously. That's oh, why yeah, I support. That's but no, but. Olympiacos. Is that a team, Olympiacos? <laughs> Yeah, they they eliminated Milan in the Europa League. Oh, you know, yeah, he set you up. Oh. My God. <laughs> We're asking for that. Yeah, that was bad. Mike, you can talk like that right now because I'm not on the studio. <laughs> but excluding them, if I had to pick, because that's obvious, I'd probably pick Benfica uh, because there's always a lot of Greeks on that team for some strange reason. So I always keep an eye out for them. Marco? Um, Portland Timbers for Giovanni Savarese. You're right. You're right. I've been Europe. Um, no, I don't. I don't really have. I I always like Chelsea because of um, Italians, right? because of the Italian heritage. Yeah. But I more so. I I really appreciate teams that play good football. So when I when I was able to see, um, you know, different. You know, I watched when Ronaldinho. Whenever Ronaldinho went to a team, I mean, I couldn't not love to watch the style of yeah. of that. So I kind of liked to see different players, and and I followed more players in my opinion than was teams. Because for me, it was only one team. But then outside of that, I loved, I loved really, really talented players. Fair enough. I, hey, listen, I watched uh, El Clasico, because that, that's what they're showing on Bean every night. It's El Clasico. I didn't realize that Cannavaro played with Higuain and with Madrid, uh, Robin yes. and Raul. Oh, yeah. What yeah, a they team. all played in the same team. Wow. What a team. Hey, uh, Marco, you brought uh, Giovanni Savarese, the Timbers. Uh, uh, you know, uh, yes, this is a question for Gaetano. Gaetano, what do you think is happening with the MLS? I mean, uh, if Serie A and all of those major divisions are struggling in Europe and South America, what do you think is happening over here in the United well, States with MLS? You know, right now, it looks like in Italy, everybody's getting paid as of now. Uh, but how long can you go? with, um, uh, you know, is the government going to help out these teams or uh, uh, we're all in the same boat, you know? You're talking they, about the American government or you're talking about Italian government? Uh, the American government for, yeah. the, for the American teams. I don't, are you uh, think that this game is paying them, Gatano? No, they, they, right now everybody's getting paid. All the players are getting paid right but now. But not by the American government, but... The, no, the, no by, by the owners. The owners. But how long can this be going on? Mm. You know, at one point... Um, they might have to stop, but everybody's training. It's a, a video training. You know, they do it. Uh, they give you the assignment every day, and they, they check if you're training or not. 
Mm. And that's how they do it right now. If you could go out for a run, you can go. If you cannot go out and you have to practice at home, they, everybody's got a bicycle and that's how they do it. I got, a, I got a good question over here. Um, it comes from uh, Gabe. He said, do you guys think, would Roma have won the Serie A if they kept all of their best players? And he names, obviously, Salah, Alisson, Nainggolan, Manolas, Strutman. What do you guys think? I think 100%, man. That's, you just named like half the team right there. If they had those plus of players they already had, they're already competing for the Scudetto with Juve. If they kept those players and uh, considering the form that they are with the other clubs that they're at, uh, 100%. Yeah, I think they will definitely win the Scudetto. Not only they would have won the Italian champ, they would have won the, the Champions League. Yeah, tripletta, right? Keeping Totti, keeping Totti as a starter and getting Spalletti out of the team. That's the way they will have won the Champions League without Spalletti and with Totti over there. Peter, what do you think? I mean, not, not about what Antonio said, about the initial question. No, I think... Yes, I think they would have been competing for a Serie A championship. But you also remember, with, without selling those players, you don't get necessarily players coming in. Uh, but with those four that you mentioned, I think uh, they would have been Serie A contenders very easily. So, by the way, as I've I been researching that video that I watched, it, honestly, you guys have to watch it. The, it was taken down on YouTube, but I got you a backlink. <laughs> so, it was taken down for some copyright. Coming in clutch. But, um, but these guys, it's, it's incredible. And you guys can find it. If you just search, it's called the biggest game of all time, Derby Days Super Classico Boca Juniors versus River Plate on AOL. Well, they have wall. it. The thing, I know, I, I give it? a specific. So, no, no, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you guys. But I just want to, honestly, it's, uh, if you love the passion of it, you will absolutely love um, this, this, uh, this video of Boca Juniors River Play, if you like it. All right, another good question. And this one's going to create some fire in oh, the podcast boy, right now. Um, the Rossoneri fan page said, where was Andrea Pirlo his best at? Was it AC Milan? Was it Inter? Or was it Juventus? What kind of a stupid question is that? AC Milan, of course. What are you talking about? He won every, everything that he won. He was with the AC Milan. He didn't win the Champions League with the Juventus. He won a bunch of campionato. That what we do with the campionato in AC Milan. We use them as a toilet paper. Okay? Hey, everything toilet paper is in high Pirlo, demand right now. Listen to this. Everything that he won, Pirlo, he won with the AC Milan jersey on. Okay? Playing with the greatest player, the greatest coach. Okay? That's okay. it. Okay, uh, Pete? You didn't win anything with Inter. <laughs> well, first off, I wasn't going to argue that. I think I have to agree with Antonio. Thank I mean, you. Oh. When he was at his best, he was on that Milan team that had some, you know, star players. And the fact that, you know, when he won the World Cup in 2006, right. he was on the World Cup, he was a Milan that, player still. Yeah, the, the Champions Leagues that he won. And a lot of it had to do with uh, Pirlo and his ability. Um, you can maybe state a case with Juventus, but uh, I think his best overall was Milan. Fair enough. Gaetano, do you agree or you disagree? Um, it's difficult uh, to, to agree with Antonio. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, even though when he went with Juventus, they thought that uh, Pirlo was not going to uh, there were a lot of question marks, but he played some great soccer also with Juventus. Uh, probably his best years, I agree, was with Milan. I agree, too. I also, also I remember um, telling you, Dad, that Pirlo was going to join Juventus on a free transfer. I remember we were eating a pizza, and you said, there's no way that AC Milan is going to let go 
of uh, Pirlo. And you know whose fault was that? That imbecile of Allegri. Yeah, okay. Then, okay, so then how come, how come Pirlo joined when Allegri was at Juventus? But wait a moment, because he had no choice. <laughs> that guy, that guy, he ruined Pirlo. I mean, Pirlo was, he was coming off an injury when he was on AC Milan. And AC Milan didn't want to sign him for a two years, if I remember very well, for a, a new, uh, an extra two years deal. And uh, Juventus, of course, uh, picked him up for the two years. And they, they were able to cough up the money that Pirlo was looking for. But AC Milan didn't, uh, didn't uh, uh, give up on Pirlo. They wanted to just look at him year after year. So they wanted to give him a one-year contract. Am I right or wrong? I don't know. You're you're not you're not right, and uh, you, you say you say you say that Allegri ruined Pirlo when he when when he was there. You know he took him to a Champions League final at Juventus. So I don't know what you're talking about ruined him. Go, you gotta. I'm gonna lend you Pirlo's book, and you could read about it. Listen to me, Allegri is an idiot. Please don't uh, don't tell me Allegri did Allegri disgraced AC Milan. He he made himself uh, getting four goals from. Uh, from the best uh, uh, Sassuolo sc- uh, scorer, you know. Did he disgrace Udetto for Milan? He disgraced. He coach? disgraced you so much that he came to Juventus and he he continued a winning cycle and he went to the Champions League final. He didn't win anything. He won just the champion the, the campionato. He didn't win anything. Milan's last Udetto was with Allegri, no? Mm-hmm. I'm not. Yes. Yeah. Antonio. Yeah. Oh. Pete, what do you think? I'm asking. I don't know. He said Pete. Oh, Pete. Oh. No, he, yeah, of course he won with so, uh, he so, won today. So, he, yeah, go ahead. What, what Antonio is saying as far as Allegri uh, not wanting Pirlo is, is correct to a certain extent, that Milan had the chance to re-sign him. Allegri said that he didn't need him on the team. And they, you know, they, he was coming off an injury and stuff. And he went to Juventus and, you know, was able to, to keep on playing at a high level. Uh, but I don't think there was any real uh, friction or conflict between Allegri and Pirlo because then again, like we said, Allegri goes on and, and, and coaches Juventus. Pirlo was there, very professional, and also had a, another season where he won the Scudetto and made it to a Champions League final. So You know why, P, you know why Pirlo wound up playing in Juventus without just overruling Allegri? Because Allegri never uh, had any brain in Juventus. It was the lapdog and Agnelli making the decision. They told him, I said, whether you like it or not, Pirlo is playing. So that's why Allegri could not be overruled uh, uh, the way uh, uh, he, he was overruling everybody on AC Milan. That's why uh, he gave up on Pirlo. Otherwise, Pirlo will have won another two, three Champions League on AC Milan instead of just playing a bunch of finals and losing with the Juventus. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's better to play in those finals than to, to not qualify for the competition. Uh, but we'll move on and uh, we'll, 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 we'll... Typical losers. Losers. We'll, we'll, we'll go, <laughs> what a loser. We'll go to the next. Uh, we'll go to the next question. Um, I'll break it up. I won't. I won't ask a back-to-back of the same question. Uh, this guy Norka Milan says, "If you could only eat one Italian dish for the rest of your quarantine, what would your dish of choice be?" Oh, gnocchi. Minchia. <laughs> What's yours? Oh boy. Lasagna. Lasagna and Gatano. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say lasagna. I had it the other night. It was good. You know me, what I like the most, I got to tell you, it's not, not even a dish. I like the, the bruschetta, like bread, tomatoes, a little garlic, a little basil, and a little extra virgin oil. An appetizer. Favorite food, man. I can have that for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack. Even while I'm sleeping, I can eat that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say, yeah, I would say... Uh, you know, regular pasta with sauce and you know, meatballs and 
Mm. Sarge Hall and all that good stuff. That's hey, good. Yeah, hey. Ragù, I mean, a little bread. Bolognese, too. Bolognese, right, Pete? The Bolognese, right? Uh, okay, similar. More like a ragù when the ragù make it. So. Wait, I saw, by the way, Peter's been sending us videos. He's been cooking up been a cooking storm there. during this quarantine. Hey, let, let, him, let him learn a little bit more his skills because we're going to make him cook when he go back to the studio. Yo, <laughs> Peter, are, are, are we going to see a nice little cooking with Peter video or what? Yeah. Yeah, we actually, he's going to come to the studio. We already did the recipe pre-made, and then we're going to eat it. And we'll judge him. If we don't like it, we're going to get his ass kicked over there. Hey, we only have a microwave over here, so if you want to do something else, you have to bring your own stove. <laughs> Pete, do you deliver? Uh, at a certain cost, sure. <laughs> I'm, risking, I'm, I'm, risking my, I'm risking my life, so. That's true. That's true. But hey. because it's 20% right now. That's what they charge. <laughs> Hey we, should have a, hey, we should have a cooking competition. Let's use the best among the four of us. Oh, my God. I can boil water. That's all I can do. Oh, yeah? yeah? You can boil water? That's about it. Boy, you're good. That's what we got to do. <laughs> Boy, you're good. I'll, I'll make feta. <laughs> Mike, you don't know to make feta. Feta comes already pre-made, okay? Yeah. Pre-made. Not pre-made. You got to, like, I don't you're know. I can make good cookies. I can bake. That's it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's not good. But you know, you know, like you bake, like you go, you get the the intimate whatever it is. You you put it in the microwave. <laughs> you put it in the oven for like ten minutes, and Marco's it comes saying out. already made dessert that you buy at the store. Uh -huh. uh, so Peter, Peter, I think you would probably you'd probably. But I want I want to see honestly. I want to see a cooking with Peter video. For sure. Listen, All right. listen. I gotta tell I'm you. I'm talking something. to Pete. Why do you keep interrupting us? No, listen to me. This guy wife, Pete's trying to listen, trying to make a cooking I, listen video. Hey, listen to me. Listen to me. My wife is just a witness. I'm not sure if she's still here. Are you here? <laughs> He's not here. So anyway, my wife is a witness. Every time she has to cook some tomato sauce and, uh, and there's seafood involved, she always asks me because uh, she, you know, she trusts my, uh, my judgment and uh, I'm top. When it comes down to seafood, I'm top. You're the only one in the house, that's why. She's not going to give it to the dog, so you're the only one there. Oh, Mike. Oh, boy. Pete, hey, what have you been making? Pete, tell us a little bit. Give us a oh, little uh, sneak peek. I'm going to start drooling. Well, I, I made easy pizza. I made spinach, my grandmother's spinach rolls. So I was able to make that. Then I did a little pasta carbonara, spaghetti carbonara, mm. spaghetti lavongola. I was just mixing up. And then actually yesterday I helped cook. I, I did the, the lamb with a little oil, rosemary and stuff. So Let me tell you something, Pete. Pete, wait. How do you make the spaghetti? I'm, I'm a fisherman. How do you make the spaghetti con le vocale? I'm going to taste you right now. How do you make spaghetti con le vocale? How do you do how it? How do I make it? So yeah. What I, what I do is I, I have a pan ready, and I put oil, and I chop up garlic, and I leave uh -huh. that. And then I put the vongole all in there. And in the meantime, I, I uh, get the, get the, the pasta, pasta boiling and stuff like that. Then I put a little white wine uh -huh. in, inside. And I let it sizzle and then whatever, let it cook until it's ready to cook. Then I get the, the spaghetti, take it out. I, I use the, the, I take some of the vongole out so I have space. I put the spaghetti in there and mix it in with the olive oil that's in the, the pan already. Do a little shimmy. Wrong. And then, uh, wrong. Oh, all right. That's what I do. <laughs> this is how you do You did halfway right. So the, the Barese's way, you get the vongole first. Okay, first you boil uh -huh. them very quickly because if there is one vongola that is wrong, you're going to stink the old, the old spaghetti and uh -huh. the old uh, plate. So once okay. you, you're 100% sure that the vongola, they have open and there is no, nothing comes out, no smell comes mm -hmm. out because uh, there is a chance that one of the vongola, especially when they are uh, 
closed up my beer rotten mm -hmm. and uh, and they might contaminate the entire dish you sort that things out if it, everything smells good you just uh, do what you said a little garlic and a little oil if I saltare a little bit saltare you meaning uh, with the with the pa -pa 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 with on the on the pan then the mm -hmm. garlic and then you boil the pasta like you said a little white wine doesn't hurt but uh, if you have some prosecco it's actually even better so mm -hmm. you just let them simmer a little bit and then you you draw the spaghetti but you forgot even the most important things the gar the, the garnish which is chopped up prezzemolo because yes, you can see the color of the green right mm -hmm. mixed up with uh, the shelves of the of the vongol and uh, the spaghetti that they're pretty much on the white side and you make a you make it look like a, you know a, a nice dish okay mm -hmm. this is from uh, from somebody that doesn't cook okay Yo, guys i i think we're making a big big mistake right now forget about italian yeah. football tv let's make it italian food tv peter and antonio you guys could cook me my dad and mike we'll, and, we'll taste and it. listen it stays iftv still exactly italian food TV. <laughs> well well for that i have to get paid <laughs> 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 oh, uh, we have we have a question i don't know this is a little bit of a difficult one but tony says if you could start your own team with unlimited funds what would be the city the name and your first signing be oh this is an interesting one you need a minute for this one Oof, oh, that's the easy the, the city would be brooklyn mm. okay the uh the team would be uh the brooklyn uh, the brooklyn team the Brooklyn Italians. <laughs> no. And I wait, wait, wait. The question says in Italy, in Italy. Yeah, which club? Okay. What, what would it be in Italy? Oh. <laughs> there goes your <laughs> idea, Gaetano. <laughs> so the team would be, uh, so the team would be named uh, Sicily. Uh huh. Okay. They would play um, in um, the middle of uh, Sicily, and uh, we build a stadium right by the center of Sicily, so the Within an hour, an hour and a half, you can get to the stadium. And I would like to have uh, Messi and Ronaldo playing the same team. Mm. Mm. Wow. Anybody else or them two is enough? Uh, no, I, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go, 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 Anto, go, go. Uh, my question was for, that was for you. Messi and Ronaldo is enough of uh, the signings or, or you need, you need anybody else? He's going to get goalkeeper, then he's going to get, uh, you know, Namano uh, last though. He's going to get uh, Dybala, I'm sure he's going to get Dybala. He's going to get a few others. Donnarumma is not part of the plan. Oh my God. What a nasty guy. Anto, who would your team be? My team would be on my region, you know, it's Sicily. My team would have been the Puglia, the best region of all Italy. The best food comes from there, and uh, the name of the team will be uh, hmm. will be uh, body best. Body best. <laughs> body. Body. body migliore. Body is at the center of Puglia, and uh, some of the most incredible uh, sightseeing they all surrounding uh, Bari and uh, that, that that area. So. Uh, Actually, if now that it's the, it's the Easter time for you, Mike, if you watch the, cruci the crucifixion, uh, the the movie it's, uh, takes place in Matera. In Matera, it's like uh, 40 minutes from Bari. In, in all of this beautiful natural, uh, uh, you know, uh, setting where uh, you see caves exactly. coming down from the, from a thousand years, uh, over 1,500 years, Mike. So, uh, 
everything it's uh, it's not a build up uh, setting it's just all na natural over there so anyway so uh, i will have uh, on my team i will have donnarumma of course uh, uh, as a goalkeeper uh, and then i will have uh, let me see if i can pick up some decent defenders so uh, just uh, one just one uh, yeah it's player. one signing it's one signing yeah one signing unlimited funds one oh one sign one player you mean mm -hmm. yeah oh boy um hmm, hmm, hmm. i'll take dibala oh nice okay how about you pete yeah uh let's do let's do napoli and we're gonna call it neapolis the old uh greek name right i say it right mike uh it's actually in greek it's neapoli which means uh that's what he new... said isn't that what you said that's what you said New new yeah, town, please. new town, new city. Yeah. It means exactly. new city, yeah. That's, That's when the Greeks migrated. Hey, Mike, over I'm there. learning from you, Mike. There we go. Now you getting smart. All right. So so what would the what would, the name would be Neapolis, and what would be uh, your signing? Well, since Sicily already got Messi, and uh, would you get Antonio? <laughs> Dybala. Uh, I said Dybala. Dybala. So I guess I gotta go with uh, you know Ronaldo's a little too old for me, yeah. so I'm gonna get Mbappe. Ooh, Shit. Nice. Wait a moment, Pete. Not even Lautaro and that guy over there, the other loser over there that you have in Inter over there, Lautaro. And I mean, I, I, if I would have taken an extra one, I would take Icardi too. I mean, I would put Dybala and Icardi, you know, like, a, but uh, you didn't even pick up Lautaro, Pete. I can't believe it. What kind of a fan are you? I think Mbappe is better. Oh, Mbappe is coming to Inter? <laughs> I said he's better. I said oh, Mbappe is better. I don't know about that. Mm -hmm. Marco, what do you think? Um, I mean, I was trying to think of a of a place that um, that doesn't have a team because okay. I didn't want to just you know hop onto something. That's yeah. why I kind of like my dad. I like how you pick Sicily. You you kind of connected them. Um, but the one city that I think of that I love is Venice. Obviously, oh. they got Joe Tacopina. But if you could give them unlimited funds, um, and funnily enough, the the one player and I would name it Venice. I would name it Venice whatever it's FC Venice culture, whatever I would name it Venice. And, um, I like Peter signing. That was the guy who I was thinking of Mbappe. Cause you get all the kids to want to become Venice fans and all those guys are going to want to play with him. Um, and the marketing that you would do, if you could get it, I would take uh, Mbappe and it would be Venice. That's interesting. You got somebody, Mike? Um, yeah, it's probably gonna have to be in the South, probably close to Peter's team. We're going to probably be rivals close to Napoli for sure. I'm probably going to – I didn't think of a name, but it's probably going to have to be like Nuovo Grecia or something. It's got to have some Greek oh. – uh, it's not in Italy. Mania Grecia. Yeah, Mania Grecia. We can say Mania like Grecia. that. Yeah. Yeah. And for a player, I don't know. I was thinking it had to be a Greek player first, but now I have unlimited funds. So, and you guys stole the best players because I went last. So, it's going to be – We'll take Icardi. Hey. Uh, no, not Icardi. Icardi. You're not going to take Manolas? You're going to uh, turn your what, back? The Mano, Greeks are supposed to stick together. Manolas is not a uh, pricey, though. I, I, I said it. Who would it be? Who would it be? If it wouldn't be a Greek player, it'd probably have to be like, who's on top of Probably like a Neymar or someone, just because he's, just because, you know, there's Neymar no one else available. Greek. I would have got Mbappe, but you guys Greek. took him. Hey, Neymar doesn't even look Greek, so that guy is not Greek. <laughs> So, yeah, I know, but if it wasn't a Greek player, I'd probably have to pick him. All right, we have one really, we have one really, really good question right here. Um, if you could change one result in your club or country's history, which match would it be? Ooh. This might take you a little. I mean, if you got it on the spot, I, we'll I take it. I know that away. I know that away. Okay, what is it? Hey, be quiet over there, you old man. Listen, it's the final that we lost uh, against the Manchester United, four three. 
No, you mean Liverpool. Liverpool. I mean Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Champions League that we lost against Liverpool, 4-3, is still hurting. Believe me, this, uh, the wound, it never heals. It never. never Anto, heals. can you tell us a little bit about it? What's the story? You remember watching the game? What, what was your mindset? I was, tell I was us. watching the game. We were winning 3 nothing. the best team that we had on the, on the floor. And what then, were you uh, doing at 3 nothing? Did you think the game was over? No, no. But uh, I said, hey, come, you know, uh, I said, uh, you know, we're going to, I thought that we were going to win 100%, but I said, hey, they, get, they can get close to 3-2. Uh, and then we're going to pull it through and then uh, eventually we'll, uh, we'll wind up raising the cup. But uh, when I saw Gerard scoring, that was it for me. You know, he scored a beautiful header. And then when I saw uh, Svechenko missing on the line uh, closer to the end, just to put the game away, and then they scored the 4-3, that really rocked me out. And I, I was pissed. I'm still pissed, believe it or not. I'm still pissed. And not just me, I think. All AC Milan fans, they, they will never, they will die regretting not having won that, champion, uh, that Champions League. Even Luckily, though they got the revenge. We won the next year, but... Uh, two years, two years. Yeah. Two years, yeah. Uh, Peter or, or Dad, you, got, you have one that you're in mind? Uh, Italy, Brazil, 1994 World Cup, 0 uh, Went to penalty. Uh, that, that was the one that I if we could 1994, about. Gatano, not 1990. 1994. 1994. Yeah. Remind everybody what happened. United States, Italy, Brazil, Los Angeles. Baggio missed the penalty. Baresi missed the penalty. And, uh, you know, that was it. You know? I immediately thought about the game that you told me about that was lost in the final seconds where, where they didn't clear the ball. They tried to play it. They weren't poss possessing the ball, right? You said? Yeah, versus, versus France. France, it was Trezeguet. You know what? When I watched it recently, was, uh, the final. No. It was the European Cup. Yeah. yeah was it? Okay. That was Cannavaro mistake, believe it or not. That was Cannavaro mistake during the European Cup. Trezeguet punished us. So we are, we are winning. There is 34 seconds left on the clock. Right. And Totti's got the ball in the corner, all the way up on the other side of the corner. We lose the ball, 34 seconds left. The game is over. We lose the ball, long ball into the area. And... Um, Canavaro, Canavaro misplayed. Trezeguet takes the ball. It goes around. Boom. And they scored, um, yeah, they tied the game 1-1, and then we lost in the uh, and, and overtime. Time. Hey, Trezeguet made up for it uh, six yeah. years later. Yeah, so. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the game the other day when he hit the crossbar. <laughs> Peter. Uh, I mean, it's a historic day in uh, Inter memory, but it's also a good day because it was the first day that Inter won the, the tripletta, eh? one, one of the trophies that led to oh. the tripletta. But May, May 5th, 2002, I remember it. That was the day that Inter lost the last day. The championship uh, to Lazio 4-2. And we were actually winning in both times, one nothing, and then 2-1. I remember because I was watching the, the game uh, with my brother and, and my grandfather. Uh, I had actually full face paint and everything. Uh, I was a little kid, so... Uh, you know, we were excited. It was going to be the first uh, championship in, you know, since 1989. 
um, but weren't able to to pull through. And then, of course, Juventus won at the same uh, time. Um, of course, it also hurts because I was happy there, Pete. I was very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Step back, Anton. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think also led to, you know, it could history could have changed because all that Calciopoli uh, happened as a result also, and then. Moratti, at the same time, because of his love and wanting to win so badly, he was always buying and selling players like if it was nothing. And we lost a bunch of players, such as Sedov, uh, and the list goes on, uh, based off of those moves, based off of not being able to win the championship. And I think if you had that stability of winning something, now you can build off of that, that, that team. I have, um, I have two in mind. Um... Uh, the first one that I that came to my mind was um, was Juventus, the Champions League final 2017 Madrid, right? uh, against Madrid because I think that the team was was better than than that they deserved that I thought that the team was was much better um, and obviously even the one that that they came back and lost but you have to choose a final you know obviously I w- I would have chose the one where Real Madrid we we came back 3-0 and then they gave the penalty at the end uh, but the other match that I was thinking about and this was a team that had my heart a lot was Euro 2016, Italy versus Germany, where we lost in uh, penalty kicks. Uh, the only thing is I, didn't wanna, I don't want to choose a Euro. You know, I wanted to yeah, choose a World, World Cup, Cup or a yeah. Champions League. Uh, but the Euros, that team, what they were doing with Conte, was nowhere near what the world champions of Germany were at right. the time. So that team really had my heart. And I remember, I remember Barzagli after the match crying. And he said, the reason why I'm crying is because nobody in history will ever remember the incredible things that this team did. And I remember when he said that, I felt it because that team beat Spain. They did incredible things with not incredible players. So there's, there's still a lot of regret um, in, my, in my heart wow. from that game. Hey, Mike, can you Google this for me, please? Because there is another one that I, I want I wanna yeah. to say. AC Milan lost, I know Peter is going to be happy about this, against Elas Verona. Just that they were leading the campionato on the last game of the year. What year? And I'm not sure, I think it's 1980 and change. And then we wound up losing against Elas Verona away, and they cost us the campionato, the championship. Uh, is it 19? Mm, I don't know. Elas Verona look. won? Yeah. 1984. 84, right? Wow. That's very quick. Anybody, anybody have any um, good stories? Like, I, I like those. Dad, for you, when, when, when Italy was, uh, was here in the USA, you have any, any good stories about uh, the World Cup or anything? Uh, not, no, not for, the, for the World Cup that was here. I know that I had, uh, so they gave me two tickets for a game and they gave me the tickets the morning of, uh, and it was uh, Italy against Bulgaria, right? It was, uh, and I could not find anybody to go to the game with me. Man, you should so have asked me. I, find, <laughs> I made so many phone calls. And Jeez. it was the morning of, it was like three hours before the game, they gave me the tickets. And I went to that game, uh, Marco, with Nono. <laughs> wow. That's where I went to game. He came and, and that's where we went to watch the game. I and went we, to watch the Nor- Norway game. We got, we got there and the game was almost started and I was running. I, I said, I'll see you inside the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have I have a funny story. Two funny stories. One is in 2006 when Italy won the World Cup. Um, at halftime of the final, I was on 13th Avenue watching the game in one of the cafes. And this guy, the guy that does the sausage and peppers in, in uh, the feast, he jumps on a car and he starts dancing on a car. And I thought that he knew the guy, but he didn't. And so the car that's like honk and go crazy. And he starts like goes, accelerates and then breaks really quick. And the guy falls off the car. And the guy's flipping out and everyone's going crazy. And uh, thankfully, it didn't lead to Italy losing or any bad luck. But uh, that was funny. And then the second time, uh, since 2006, right, I was able to, uh, you know, drive. And 2010, Italy had the, the sh you know, shit tournament. So I was like, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to go around and, and honk my horn or whatnot and celebrate. But 2012 comes along. And so in the, you know, after the semifinal win versus, was it Germany? I think, right? 2006, yeah. Pete. No, 2012. 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. 2012, the semifinal, we win and we go into the final versus Spain. I finally was able to drive. And so I had my, I had a, my first car was a Nissan Sentra. And I had like about, I kid you not, 10, 11 people in the car who was hanging from the, you know, the, the window, who was all packed in the car and stuff like that. And my horn blew out from all the time I was talking. And, during the time we were going around, I actually got into a little bit of an accident, but the guy in front of me was celebrating too. He's like, we get, you know, it was nothing because I was going so slow anyway. But that was my, my first uh, experience. Thank God that was not me. I would have got out of the car and kicked your ass. <laughs> 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 but, and uh, P, you reminded me of Euro 2012. That was an incredible, that was an incredible, okay. that I'll never forget. It was such a vital time to watch Pirlo in that tournament was like watching art being painted. If like, if I can imagine what, um, you know, the great Michelangelo doing his work, it was like watching Pirlo in that, that time, because I was also developed enough where I could really truly understand the beauty and what Pirlo was doing in that tournament. What do you mean you were developed enough? Your brain was starting to function a little bit? No, I mean, you know, a lot of, a lot of the games when you're younger, you know, you kind of just get excited by the goals or, you know, a hard tackle or something. But you could understand the brilliance in the light, the smallest of details that Pirlo did. I think my, my soccer IQ was up there enough to understand even the – if you watch Pirlo, if you go watch his highlights, the feints that he does, sometimes he pretends that you almost don't even notice. He pretends to do a back heel. And it completely throws the, the player off. It was just, he was on another level. And then the way that he chipped Joe Hart in 2012 was just beautiful. Antonio, you have any funny, uh, funny stories or anything crazy? No, I remember coming off the, the 1994 World Cup after the game with Norway that we tied 1-1. It was taking us almost three hours to get out of there of the parking lot. And uh, we started to get through the tunnel again. I think it was the, the Holland Tunnel. And uh, some of the Norway's guys, the Vikings, they, they had some of, those, some of those funny hats with the horns and all the stuff. And some of them, they started to make fun of us. And uh, there were a few other cars that they let them have it. Man, they got very close to them. They started to really curse them out. And, uh, you know, uh, it was, I mean, it was a little scary, but fun at the same time. But, uh, you know, for something like that, for no team winning or losing, thank God we didn't lose. Because if we have lost the game, you will probably see some some violent actions going on over there. But um, I remember that, you know, it was a huge waste of time just going with a car over there. 
when you watch a, a game like that with the, the, the giant stadium filled up to the capacity, you want to take public transportation to save four or five hours. We spend more time driving uh, to the game and coming back than uh, to watching the game itself. You know. I mean, I mean, I meant, I meant a story specifically about like the game, but I mean the the park and the, the that was interesting too. Um, any anybody else got anything else that's on their mind? Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, just uh, just for the record. Yeah. Nineteen eighty-two World Cup. The first three games, Rossi did not score. And then we went in a group with uh, Argentina, and he did not score. He started scoring against Brazil, three goals. The next game was Poland. They scored two goals. The next game was the final against Germany. He scored the first goal. So he scored six goals, one after the other. And he, I, he was the uh, leader for the World Yeah, he, he just said it five minutes ago. Yeah, we said this before. Out, man. No, but I said that he scored against Argentina. He didn't oh. score against Argentina. Oh, okay. All right. So oh, okay. we'll give you a pass for this time. We'll give you a pass. Hey, by the way, I've been reading on the papers before we close down. Uh -huh. All of these transfers, that uh, the rumors of transfers. Okay. No uh, transfer right now. There is no transfer? I mean, I, I've been hearing Pedro. Pedro going to, uh, to uh, I don't know, I think Napoli or something like that. Or, Pedro? Uh, yeah. From Chelsea? Yeah, from Chelsea, yeah. Okay. And Inter wants, uh, you know, uh, he's not giving up 100% on, uh, on um, Icardi. They still think that they're going to get uh, 70 million from, uh, the, you know, from Icardi. I don't think they're going to get uh, as much unless they take Icardi back. You know what's going to happen? They're going to let Lautaro go because Lautaro is almost signed up already for Barcelona. And uh, they're going to wind up keeping Icardi back, taking Icardi back and paying double the salary. You know? Which world do you live in? <laughs> I, spoke, I spoke with Vanda. She's the she's the agent. I spoke with Vanda. I'm telling you, she's the best. She's the she's much better than Mino Raiola. Oh, by the way, by the way, Mino Raiola was dropped by uh, Insigne. He said to him, "I said, see ya, okay, pack up and leave." So this Mino Raiola, I think, he's been uh, he's been not a good uh, a good agent. So Pete. I think we're going to put the money. I'm going to put my money on you just uh, to sign some of those superstars. Okay, Pete? All Good. right? We're going to call you P uh, uh, Peter Raiola. <laughs> no, forget about it. No, I don't want you that last name. Peter, <laughs> Penalty, Peter Penalty is good enough for you. Peter okay. Penalty is good enough. Peter uh, so the, the lasagna is waiting. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> that's a, okay. Okay, guys. Well, I'll, I'll end it with this. It was, uh, was Leapy's birthday and uh, with, with a famous quote from him where he talked about the 2006 team and what it really means to be a coach. And I think Antonio will appreciate this, so I'll say it for him. Winning is not about choosing the best technical players. It's about choosing a team. Uh, it's about choosing the best to create a team. I'm convinced in 2006, I didn't call up all the best players, but I called up the guys who were going to win. Football is like a mosaic. You have to put all the pieces together. I agree with that. Mm. Who's he talking about? Who did he leave off that was so good? That was better than what we had? Cassano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I would have to go back and... What? Vieti was hurt, right? Wasn't Vieti hurt? Yeah, something like that, yeah. 
Yeah, Grosso. I mean, Grosso was not a big name at that time. Um, not even, not even uh, what's his name? Uh, um, he also had the guy from, Ro from Roma, the midfielder. Perotta. Perotta. You know, he was not... Uh, Saccardo was not, a, not, was not, a, not even one of those, those Saccardo guys. Saccardo was not a big-time player. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Quinta. yeah, Quinta, he called up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Quinta, that's right. I meant more. I meant more who he didn't call up. I just I didn't remember anybody that that was like uh, incredible that that he left out. But man, I guess Casano. I don't I don't know what happened with that. He must have been injured. Oh, oh, I know. I know why. He was injured over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Casano would never be able next, to play. Uh, for the next time and go look in two thousand and six. Who who was uh, you know who he left out? I don't remember right now. Yeah. I think he left out Cassano because Cassano's attitude. You're right, Marco. You think you were making a joke, but he left him out because of his attitude. Cassano was. Oh, uh, trust me, it was not a joke. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're good. We got everything. That yeah. was like close to an hour and a half. We're good. Uh, and I think we yeah, set up. Maybe, maybe Maldini was it Maldini? I'm trying to. I'm trying to look up. Uh, Maldini, Maldini. That was the, the year before or two, two years before he decided. He retired. Not he retired. He retired. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he retired. I remember that. All right, guys. Um, let us know in the comment section below uh, if you enjoyed what when we're going to do our next one. And uh, we'll, we'll try to check some players that, uh, that were. As always, rate the podcast with five stars. Yep. Stay safe at home. Wash your hands. And stay away from anybody. Until the next podcast. Let's go. And let us know your uh, football stories down below, too, like we shared. it. We want to hear yours, too. Perfect. Hey, by the way, let's, just to finish, uh, uh, for all the people that they lost a close relative, a friend, or a cousin, or parents, or grandparents, or anything like that, you know, we're still thinking about you guys. This is uh, just a way for you just to keep your mind off. That The fact that we didn't mention anything doesn't mean that we're not thinking about it. So, uh, you know, uh, wherever you, if you're grieving, that means we're grieving with, uh, with all of you guys. So, uh, all the best. I will, uh, an extra prayer for uh, uh, all the IFTV fans that they lost. Or they having people in uh, close, close related people to them uh, uh, in trouble right now fighting this uh, nasty virus. Okay. Thank you. Good. Okay. All right. Awesome. awesome. All right. We'll talk. Until we'll talk time, to you guys. Guys. Ciao. 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 Ciao.